The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 159, recorded October 6th, uh, 2022. I almost said 1922. Wow, yeah. Like 22 <laughs> years, 23 years late. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, my name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the KyberCast team. The other half with me today is... Well, I'm Michael Diaz. I am that other half. You are. And I, hey, Michael recorded, uh, and you have, nobody's heard it yet because I haven't been able to edit it, but Michael had a interview episode last week um with scott dunbeer dunbeer how do you say it uh, dunbeer i think is correct dunbeer um so i'll be editing that hopefully tomorrow and you'll it'll be a two episode this week two episodes this week two crazy spoil our listeners yeah right but we didn't have one last week so i guess maybe we don't so what's going on mr pet shop boy <laughs> uh i this is not the forum for it but let me just say Quite the adventure in Chicago this past weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw you had like a murdered, somebody was killed in your building or something. Literally someone was murdered in the building we were staying in. A nice. What, what kind of Airbnb is that? Well, it was a Verbo. But uh, I, no shade to Verbo and no shade to our hosts. Uh, they were very communicative with us. Let us know it was an isolated incident. It was a family argument gone awry. And someone got shot in the head. Jesus, good lord! Yes. So, how much they charge you? Double for the uh, entertainment, right? Like we we actually contacted initially and said uh, we want a refund because there's a freaking murder in the building. But they they kept talking to us and realized, okay, we're probably safe, and we didn't have any problems. I mean, we walked around all like a couple miles worth of Chicago around our area the night before. Hmm. And it was like, we're like, this is a nice area. It's safe. I mean, it's a big, big city. That's all relative. But it it, it was not like we were in a, you know, we weren't in a bad area of town by any means. (laughs) Shit happens. I mean, people get murdered in the suburbs too, right? So, Dude, there's meth in the rural areas. What are you talking about? It's all jacked up everywhere. Exactly. But it was, uh, yeah, it was quite the experience, especially like, I'll just I'll just say this one part. I know this isn't part of what we do usually, but right. we got in the elevator on Saturday morning. A uh, little background on this: uh, we had gone out to breakfast earlier, and Shay twisted her ankle on the way back. Oh, no. So I had to go walk. So I would I left. And I went up to I walk a mile away to the nearest Walgreens to get her a brace, an ankle brace, and some pain meds. And after I came back and we did all that, she thought she was good to go, and we were on our way to Chinatown for lunch. And we get in the elevator, think nothing of it, go down two floors. And the elevator opens and there's a policeman, got the vest, everything. His, you know, his, his walkies, radio squawking like crazy. People are talking to him and stuff. And in one hand, he's holding one of those metal pry bars for opening doors. 
like it's like a metal rod yeah. and on the end it's got a pry so you can get a lot of leverage in there. Right. That's in one hand. And his other hand, he's got a sledgehammer. Nice. And obviously, you know, so we're like, we're a little taken back and we looked at him and he's like, nice building. And we're like, uh, <laughs> we're here on a Verbo. Uh, should we be concerned? He goes, well, just a homicide on this floor. <laughs> we looked at each other and we're like, what? And then he got, he just smiles and goes, welcome to Chicago. Oh, by the way, uh, that's blood there. Don't step in it. We looked down. It wasn't a lot. But there were two drops on the ground, and we looked in the ground of the elevator or the floor, and sure enough, there's two blood, two drops of blood, human blood. Nice, nice. And then we went and had lunch. It was it was a wonderful lunch. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they were there, like we we walked. We get to the lobby. There's cops all over the lobby, and you know, like at radio squawking like crazy, people talking back and forth. There's you know, cars like crazy out front, and I'm like, we just walked out, like no one. Obviously, whatever they were worried about was they weren't worried anymore. It was done, right? But uh, we went to lunch, but we came back like you know a good couple hours later, a couple three hours later, and uh, there were still eight cop cars out front. They were you know, obviously doing the crime scene investigation, but that's I, great. I said to Shaylee, "I'm like, what are the odds someone else is going to get murdered here? We're probably this is probably the safest place to be, right? Yeah. Like after, a plane, was, after a plane crashes, it's best to go on a plane." Right. Well, <laughs> anyway, that was All just right, a piece yeah. of my weekend. So yes. Right. Well, I have nothing. I was. I'm not going to tell everybody, but it was. It was a busy week last week. A lot of travel. A lot of travel. Um, speaking of, well, I didn't speak of news, but there is news. Uh, did you watch the uh, new Wakanda Forever trailer? Yes. Chills. Chills. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be? Yeah, you know, I watched it the other day, so I haven't. I probably should have updated my brain here before the show but um looks like it's a female black panther maybe a sister or the way the poster is she's front and center yeah i i don't i don't know it could it could be a red herring but could be could there be more than one well here's what i hear i do think there's a twist i, I think for sure shuri is the black panther okay but Not, i think i was thinking maybe it might be uh lapito luango's is that I don't know if, that's, if that's how you say her name, but um, I don't know if it was her character, maybe his girlfriend. Wasn't that his girlfriend, basically? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, I I don't think it's her though. It's funny that she Lupita is hardly in this trailer. She was in the first trailer much more, or the teaser, as they called it. Right. Um, I I again I think it's Shuri. It just seems to fit. Um. One thing I noticed, uh, I was well, actually, I should say, was spotted and pointed out to me. The new uh, Black Panther helmet has dots on the head, mm. which line up perfectly to the same dots that Shuri put on her face in the big battle at the end of Black Pan- Panther. Uh, okay. I think it's a pretty good clue. Yeah. But again, I haven't seen the movie. I have no insider information, so I don't know. But I do think there's a twist. But who do you, do you think it's Shuri? I think that's the best guess, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I here's what I think the twist is. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And then, you know, in a month or two, or actually what, six weeks we're looking at here? Five weeks, whatever it is, mm-hmm. people can come back and tell me whether or not I was wrong. But I really think there's more than one bad guy. 
I well, I think Namor will probably turn right. I would like to think so, but that's the thing. In the comics, he keeps vacillating between villain and anti-hero. Right. Sometimes he's more he's of a, um, hero. He's a hero for his world, right? Isn't he, like, from my understanding, it's like because of Earth of have, has whatever his, his, his area with, whether it's pollution or whatever. Yeah. More of a, like, you know. Well, in the comics, he's the king of gonna, Atlantis. Yeah, you're like. going to keep destroying the oceans, then we'll might as well destroy you kind of thing. Right. Almost as as if Mother Nature was, uh, you know, if we started getting flooding and things like that. But, right. Um, but it looks it looks amazing. I mean, Namor looks cool as hell. He does, and I don't know how they did it, but they make the wing feet actually look kind of badass. Yeah, that's tough, right? I, you know, in the comics, I always thought it was chintzy, and it is what yeah. it is. It makes sense when he right. came out in the '30s or '40s, whatever it was, but. Right. I have to admit, it looked pretty fucking cool the way he, it looked like he was jumping from, like from stone to stone, but really he's just jumping through the air because he's got the flying feet. It, right. I thought it worked. I yeah. thought it worked. But I'm convinced, and again, five weeks people tell me if I'm wrong, I think Killmonger's in this movie. What What gives you that? Um... The fact that, um, I mean, it, it's based on like these. So oh, let me let me rewind. So Namor is obviously instead of just being like he was in the comics, uh, the spawn of a you know a, a, a sailor and a woman from Atlantis. It's not Atlantis now. They're separating it even more. Even though Namor came out first, well before Aquaman, it's well established that Aquaman is the king of Atlantis. And in fact. The next movie has Atlantis in the name, right? Right. This Namor, he is not the king of Atlantis. They they use a different name, which is seems to be related to, uh, I think, an underworld or something to do from, is it Incan uh, lore? Mayan. Or mytholo- Mayan yeah. mythology, something like that. Um, and I don't know. I, I Water has always been something that they even used in you know, the, the, the previous movie, you know, it, it's, it's an excellent motif. It's a way for, uh, it's a good motif and metaphor for rebirth that we've seen this, not just in Marvel movies, but all throughout everything, you know, it's, it's, it's an old motif. Like even, even with, you know, Batman, you know, with, um, La- the Lazarus pits that Ross Al Ghul uses, right? Right. You, right. Right. You go in the pools and you come out rejuvenated. I just think, there's something in the line that Killmonger said where he said, bury me in the ocean. And I think they did. And I think somehow he was found or reborn or resuscitated or whatever by the, they're not Atlanteans, but by this underwater, these underwater people. And I think somehow he's connected in why now Namor and Wakanda are going to war. I, hmm. it might be tenuous, but I, I don't know. Killmonger was such a fantastic villain, and he did die. And if that's where he dies, and that's how it is, I'm happy with that. But I, I think, think be, I think it would be weak to bring him back in this episode, this this movie. Like it has to be a few down the road. I think I normally would agree 100. percent The only reason why I think 
it's possible that Killmonger's back so soon is because of the death of Chadwick Boseman. You think they'll make him a Black Panther then? Not necessarily the Black Panther, but I mean, I'm, I'm not trying, this is no diss on the teacher right at all, but Chadwick Boseman was Black Panther and it was an iconic movie. It was an iconic role, even though he only got to play it, you know, in one full movie, but he was also in what, uh, Civil War. He was fantastic in the role. I mean, my nephew, that's his favorite Marvel character. He has everything Black Panther. Yeah. He loves it, right? And I admit, it. when I saw it, I was like, this is one, this is a fantastic movie. This is one of the best Marvel movies. Right. Cool. And Top five. Yeah. And you can lay a lot of that on the feet of, you know, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yes. I'm not dissing Ryan Coogler. I'm not dissing Letitia Wright or Lupita or Angela Bissett or anyone else or even the writing that Coogler did on the movie. But the movie's fantastic, and a lot of that you have to give to Chadwick Boseman. He's so charismatic. And the other flip of that coin was Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. With Chad Chadwick gone, I think it makes sense to bring back another charismatic person now. Does that mean he's going to see the error of his ways and be a hero instead? I don't know. Maybe Shuri decides... Maybe she is the Black Panther for a bit in this movie and she decides it's not for her. Who knows? But I think somewhere in there we're going to see Killmonger. That's my thought. I don't know. I I, I hope not. I hope they get past that writing. Um, I think they should have recast it anyways. I mean, I like Bozeman. I mean, obviously he's that. He's was iconic. Was He was the role. But right. I think, you know, trying to write around it, I, I would have recast it. I mean, they, they change roadies midstream. I mean, things happen. People would understand. But I, I just, I'm glad. I, I just wanted that character to be around more than – never thought he really had a chance to shine as the Black Panther, as the character of the Black Panther. Um, yeah, one movie was not enough. Not enough. Uh, so, but this is where it's at, and it looks great. So, well, speaking of I know great, we've been going well, on. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I know we're going on way too long on a news item, but I want to throw one thing at you. Uh, some people, some fans have said they're pushing and want John Boyega to come over and be the Black Panther. What would you That'd be cool. That? That'd be great. Like, I, my, my thought was, all along, don't recast. I respect Chadwick Boseman. But if they had to recast John Boyega, I, I don't see yeah. how you can pick anyone worse. Well, I mean, not no, worse, I mean, but better. Uh, Donald Glover? I don't know. Daniel Glover's already in the MCU as uh, Prowler. Oh, that's right. He was with uh, Spider-Man, right? Yeah. But they didn't really do anything with him, but that, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, but he said his name, and he was, supposed to, yeah. he was you know, Miles Morales' uncle. Yeah, that's right. So right. anyhow, we've been talking way too long about Black Panther, but I'm I'm hyped. I'm excited. I want to see it in the theater. Well, are you going to be hyped and super excited to see Super Mario Brothers? Because that trailer <laughs> came out. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen the trailer. Uh, I So I got to defer to you. How is Chris Pratt as Mario? Uh, very slight. Like you couldn't tell. Like, you know, boy, it's really tough. Like, do you want the voice that's in the video games? Is it, it was like kind of a high pitched in English, anyways, a high-pitched uh, characterization of Italians. Is that... Can we do that nowadays? I don't think you can do that. 
Yeah, I mean, so, they've maintained that voice, but is it offensive? The, the kid, well, yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I would think so. It is a character. So. Right. It's, you know, is Apu still in The Simpsons? I don't know. I haven't watched in so long. Like, you know. Uh, well, uh, not Harry Shearer. Um, I can't remember the guy's name now. But he stopped playing him. Uh, I can't remember right. his name, of course. I'll remember later. Right, of course. But the point is, it sounded fine. It's fine. Um, Charlie Day is his brother, I think, playing it. There was a quick shot of him at the end as, as Luigi. Um, okay, now Charlie Day, I love. That's perfect casting. Right. Yeah, there's good. There's a lot of good people in it, um, but we'll see. I mean, I don't know. It looks good. It looks it's uh, it looks like you're watching the video game. If that makes any sense. Like it looks like the way it's animated looks just like a cutscene. Like I have my my Switch. I play Mario, but it looks just like playing watching a cutscene, just a really long cutscene or something, you know. So we shall see. Um, and then in between the couple of weeks that we've been uh, out, at least I've been out. We got a little fun news by what I consider, who I consider, the greatest marketer of our time right now, Seriously. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I mean, the, you know, he just knows. I, you know he's got a hand in, in every commercial and stuff for his own products. But even for, I mean, Deadpool technically is almost his own product because he willed that into existence. Um, He did. Yeah. I mean, the, I remember- the, 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 yeah, go ahead. I just remember watching the proof of concept they did, which yeah. ended up being the first five, 10 minutes of the film. Yeah. He will. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, so his little trailer where he's trying to figure out what to do for Deadpool three. And then, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Oh my God. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman just walks by and goes, Hey Hugh, you want to be in Deadpool three? Yeah, sure. Ryan. And then, and then, you know, the little wink and, uh, the Whitney Houston song comes on. Um, it's just all brilliant. So we have Hugh Jackman returning in Deadpool three, we believe, uh, as Wolverine. What do you think? Well, it's not that we believe. The next day they released, yeah, another, I mean, you know, part Hugh, right? Right. <laughs> and there's been every kind of feature piece about the fact that yeah, Jackman's back. I, I love it. Absolutely we still don't it. know. We still don't know if Deadpool's in MCU or not. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. The fact that we know there are multiple timelines and realities now, right? We don't know where this fits. Opens it all up. Yeah. So, so. it's it's awesome. It should be funny. Um, it'll be great. Uh, people are worried that it's going to take away from the Logan movie. I'm like, why? Why? Why would it take away from that? It's a great movie. No matter when that happens, the movie's like- fantastic. But also, Logan takes place chronologically in 2029. Yeah, but I mean, the point I'm saying is. X-Men didn't really have much canon anyways throughout the movies. It was all kind of all over the place. Well, they did three and then they rebooted it and went back in time. So, Well, then they did like the Wolverine where almost his origin story. And I mean, there's just a lot, a lot of goofy things. Yeah. So it'll be good. I'm excited for that. Super excited for that. Uh, Tomorrow, if well. If you listen to this podcast, it's probably already dropped. But uh, are you looking forward to Werewolf by Night? I, I can't say yes. I can't say no. It looks interesting. So I, I have to admit, I'm not going to run out and go, oh, hey, this is out. Let's watch it. 
I'll check it out at some point, but the fact that it's, you know, horror, Marvel horror. Yeah. Shaley's not going to be interested. So that's going to be something I watch on my own and I don't know when I'm going to watch it. So I'm curious. I'm not against it. Is it it a movie or is it a show? It's uh, basically a Halloween special. I think it's just a a one-off. So is that Jessica Jones in it? I didn't. I don't think so. I didn't. I could be wrong. Well, it looked like her. Kristen Ritter for real? It looked like her, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe it's Laura Donnelly that I thought was Jessica Jones. I'm trying to see the cast. I show the cast. Yeah, I mean, the, the shot that I saw, I thought it was Jessica Jones. Oh. Um, but it's not. It's uh, Laura Donnelly, I guess. So. Okay, well, that's fair, but still. It, I'm intrigued. I'm curious. I can't say that I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not against it. I mean... You know, Marvel's throwing some, they're throwing a bunch against the wall and seeing what sticks. And I, I'm okay to check this out, but I can't say that I'm, I'm jonesing for it at all. Yeah. I'm, I, it, I'm, I guess I can't say I was looking forward to it because I never, I don't know anything about it. So, well, <laughs> the biggest thing for Werewolf by Night for me is that's where Moon Knight came from. Oh, really? I think it was Werewolf by Night, was it issue 33? Was the, origin and debut of moon Knight. So, so is there is 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 werewolf like a marvel character werewolf by night is yes okay so i thought this was more like um there's a game out there like i think it's called werewolf that you play and no one knows you're the like no one knows who the wolf you know what i'm talking about it's like a table game tabletop game uh, is it like werewolf the apocalypse or something um i don't know it's like there used to be a role-playing game where there were werewolves, yes. Well, this no, is no, it, it's, a, it's a game. It's like a party game. It's like oh. uh, uh, it's like you you one. It's like you turn things over. Everybody has a role. No one knows who the werewolf is except for the werewolf. And oh, you, you got to try and find out who the you got to figure is. out who it is. Yeah. So that's what I thought. No, no, this is not related. Okay. No, this comes from so in the seventies, Marvel started doing like some. Uh, they did. They brought Dracula into the MCU, and then that was so well did so well. They brought in Frankenstein. They started bringing monsters. Like, let's do werewolves. Yeah, they nothing to say to the Universal monsters, right? Well, you know, nobody owns the IPs. We can write our own Frankenstein if we want to. We don't have to pay anybody. Exactly, because I don't right. think uh, they've run out. Well, Mary Shelley's not going to come after me. It's been a long right. time since she died. Right. Oh, it reminds me of uh, jumping right into other news. I didn't write it down here, but uh, Interview with the Vampire started. And I haven't watched it. I totally forget. Michelle does not want to see it. So I got to find a way to watch that. Um, you know, I was really into those. The books so were I, good. Did you read all the books? Because there's so many now. Pretty much. Up until the, like the last maybe two or three. Yeah. See, I only made it through the first three. Interview yeah. with the Vampire, the Vampire Lestat, and Queen of the Damned. Yeah. And then I, then it was like Armand. And then like the best one is, um, oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember now, but. Um, Tale of the Body Thief. That's a good one. Really? See, that's what I started right. that one. I got like 20 pages in and then just never finished. Lestat goes good. Yeah, it's great. See, I, I am intrigued because I thought Queen of the Dam was the best book. No, I can't speak to the Tale of the Body Thief because I haven't read it, but so many people were, were telling me that were fans like, yeah, it's completely different. It's not a good book. So now oh, I, I, it's different, but I don't know if it's a bad. I liked it. Um, I, I liked it a lot. It. I thought about jumping back into that 
you know, series, but then I was like, what? There's Vampire Armand, there's this, there's that. There's Armand Tales is of awesome, New- too. <laughs> and I loved Armand as a character, but there's so many, that I'm like, there's the Tales of the New Vampires. I'm like, Memnach well, the Devil. I'm like, I can't. This- Memnach was good. <laughs> what, to me, yeah, Tale of Body Thief is so, so good. Um, what I liked about uh, Armand was um, basically they, she writes history books. Right. So it's that it's like what's happening in that time period, and that, so you get into the way people live. It's more like a history book, and then with with vampires around it. Um, so yeah, I read all the way up until I guess Vampire Armand. I didn't really get into Merrick or Blood and Gold and Blackwood Farm and all that. So I'm looking at the list, by the way. Um, well, yeah, because there, there's also the what the, the witches books she did that were. Yep. They started out as independent, and then they share a couple of characters, and they kind of cross over. And I'm like, I, right, the Mayfair witches, and yeah, I'm like ten books behind. Then if I, oh, that's just daunting. Yeah. Well, interview still the best because it's an interesting take. But anyways, and Vampire Lestat's great. Anyways, that's out there. I'll watch it. I'm if I can talk Michelle into watching it. She will. Maybe she won't. Because uh, it's so different from what it looks on TV. They changed the characters, a few of them, and she's like, "What do you do that for?" They made they made um, Claudia almost like a teenager rather than like eight. No, no, keeping her. I, I thought she was like ten or twelve in the book, right around there. Yeah, somewhere in that. Time. And that's where you need to keep her because that's what makes her so tragic, right? Because she's so, perpetually a child. She's still young in this, but it's just like a little bit older. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, people are going crazy because um, again, they chose somebody of color to play. Um, Louis and I'm like you're in the south why are you so worried about it you can't have dark vampire what what are you talking about <laughs> anyway that, yeah that's not unheard of back then no but Louis is a specific look you know that's the first character you know people just get upset when you change what's you know in the book or whatever so whatever. I don't care if I don't care what they look like as long as that it's good it doesn't matter to me right. um, anyways I'm looking forward to that I want to watch it I want to give it a shot anyways um, then the last piece of news, since we're running, we're already running long. Uh, there's a rumor that Superman is in black Adam. What do you think? If it's Henry Cavill, I'm all for it. Henry Cavill. Yes. I'm all for it. I mean, they kind of faked, you know, there was that fake out at the end of peacemaker where we only got to see what flash and, uh, uh Aquaman. Yeah. Everyone else, you couldn't see their faces. And correct me if I'm wrong, I hadn't seen it, but. Didn't Superman show up at the end of Shazam? But again, chest. you couldn't see, oh, you see who it was. Oh, you see his chest. Right. Yes. So. So. You haven't seen Shazam yet. I know. It's right you, after you, Daredevil season four. And you don't care about uh, Black yeah. Adam either, right? I don't really much care about the DCEU. How does that sound? Yep. I want to go see it. I want to see it. I'm going to give it a shot. Because um, I like Shazam and maybe there'll be some kind of crossover down the road. So. All right, let's move on because we got a lot to talk about. Uh, my geek this week, um, if you all know me, I've been way into the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. I'm The last episode was fucking amazing. Oh, man, was it so good. Really? That good, huh? I wish I could talk to you about it, but you you, you will not partake in fantasy unless it's uh, second-rate fantasy that you read. Of some I'm crime. watching House of the Dragon. No, I'm talking like whatever your elf books that you what do you what were you oh, reading? The Dragonlance books. Yeah, so that you, it's you, not you like, second rate. 
It's no Tolkien. Um, well, it's I'm not saying it's Tolkien, but it's not second rate. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's yeah. Star Trek to Star Wars. It's it's second rate. Um, well, listen, even I know as a fan, not, I'm not a fantasy fan, but even I know, yes, Tolkien is the is the gold standard. I know that, but that doesn't make Dragonland second rate. <laughs> not when you're talking, you know, Tracy Hicks, Margaret Weiss, and Tracy Hicks. <laughs> you're just punching my buttons, and I'm falling for it. You are. It's like it's like playing the stereo. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's really good. I think I know I, I've been following uh, people on the internet around the show and some are like, it's, you know, it's some of it's too slow. And this happened. I'm like, if you read, you, none of you must have read Tolkien because he's really slow. <laughs> I mean, it's super slow and he builds character, but it's really taken off this last uh episode um i mean you're not going to watch it probably and it's not going to worry about you do you care about a spoiler or no well i don't even know if you can't spoil because i really don't really know much about lord of the rings no but basically it's the creation of mount doom and it was really freaking amazing so i don't even know what mount, mount doom is so mount doom is where the rings are created and where it's ultimately destroyed in, in lord of the rings you have to throw it back into the lava that of, of mount doom so it's like a land that was nice and it became dark you know it's basically became hell on earth Oh, okay. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it's really good. So, that's my geek. What about you? Uh, me, uh, really, just one thing. Uh, even though it, I think I mentioned this before, I'm still reading Heat Two, which is the sequel and prequel to Michael Mann's movie Heat. Uh, I'm not as far in it as I like to be. I'm about a third of the way through it, but it, every time I have time to sit down and read it, it's it's so good. So good. But I got to return it soon, so I guess I, I better hurry up. All right. All right. Uh, for those that are new to the podcast, if you'd like to help out the podcast and those that have listened, if you want to check us out at patreon.com slash kybercast, and uh, if you'd like to uh, throw us a tip in the old tip jar, we would greatly appreciate it. That helps keep the show running. So uh, patreon.com slash kybercast. All right, Michael. You want to, which one of the three do you want to do first? Let's do She-Hulk just because I literally just finished episode eight before we started. Um, okay. So in my opinion, if it wasn't for Ribbit and Rip It, th- this season is was a disaster. Um, <laughs> I, I think episodes six and seven were god awful. Just, just boring AF um, to watch. And I thought the series was really tanking at that point. Uh, in terms of writing and story and, um, you know, at the, even though what, what keeps me watching the show is her. Right. She's, she's great, but the story is just so freaking boring and nothing happening until this episode where like a, it's it's kind of like a, it's kind of like Boba Fett. There's like it was it started off really good. And then it's just like, what the hell is going on? It's so slow. What's happening? This is boring. This is stupid stuff happening. And then then you get the Mandalorian episodes. And you're like, oh, this is good. You know, that's what we got. That's what we got this week because we had uh, Daredevil come in and he's kind of like the, he's kind of like the Mandalorian helping with the show. Um, and uh, it was a, it was actually a fun episode because there was action. It was funny. It was all all the things. It, it pushed all the right buttons this week. Um, really good episode. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that the last couple before that, uh, just Jen and. The retreat were just, just terrible. 
I, I wouldn't mind just Jen. I, I will say uh, episode seven, the retreat was probably one of the weaker episodes. There was some interesting things when, you know, when it came to Blonsky and whatnot, I, 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 I don't think, um, I don't think he's entirely on the up and up. I do think something's going on. That's why, uh, you know, the, uh, suppressor was giving weird signals. I think he still is becoming the abomination somehow. Um, I think that's going to lead into something, but I don't know what, um, I could be completely wrong, but I, I do. I mean, there are little twerks and little things here that catch my eye. Like instead of Namaste, it was what a Abomaste or something. Abomaste, Abomaste, Abomaste. Little things like that, little sight gags that make me laugh. And you know, sitting around the circle and just you know, Saracen talking about blood and all that. Not, but then seeing Wrecker from the Wrecking Crew, who showed up what in episode two to try and take her blood, yeah. and then suddenly. Five episodes later, we see him again, and he's he he's trying to what reform already. It's like we we barely even met him. How what how this is not a very good character arc. I admit that. Right. So again, I'm not going to overly defend episode seven. I agree, it was a low point. I still liked it, but nothing compares to episode eight. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Rip it and rip it, just like you said. I I enjoyed it, and I thought, you know, Daredevil showing up right away. I'm here for it. What do you think of this Daredevil? Now, when he says I'm Daredevil, did you get the the music came straight from the Netflix series? Yeah. Well, you, I don't um, know if you watched it. You you haven't watched the series of Daredevil, so you don't really know. I've watched the first two seasons. I just haven't watched the third oh. season. <laughs> um, How does this not make you want to watch the third season though? After you see him. I just haven't gotten to it. I will. Yeah. It's too violent for Shaylee. She won't be into it. And she hasn't watched the first two, so. Um, I mean, first off, when Matt Murdock walks in, God, that was awesome. I love, I mean, it was, don't get me wrong, I squealed like a little kid when he showed up in Spider-Man, right? Right. But he had, like, you know, a line. So seeing him come in and, you know, just be a lawyer and like, oh, it all fits. It makes sense why he's defending him because we know he made his costume. And then they he basically said that's why he was defending him. It was fun. And then, you know, they also did the thing where, you know, he could hear the guy's heartbeat. So he knew he was lying. And that's total Daredevil 101 right there. So right. I loved it. And I, I thought that uh, Daredevil and She-Hulk had fantastic chemistry. I just the way they played off each other was fun. I, I, Absolutely. I don't know. I, I didn't think they were going to get together that quick, but you know, hey, whatever. It was a bit rushed, but well, he had to leave. He had to go to New York. So yeah, but, but you know, so, so, so yeah. I'm I'm, I'm going to ask. You know, the Netflix series had a certain tone. This this Daredevil doesn't quite have that tone. Is that good? It's. It's not that it's good or bad. It's it's a different iteration of the character. But I will say this. Um, they they kind of did a wink and a nod acknowledgement of that. First off, he's different yeah. because his costume is different, right? Well, it's a new one. But yeah, he picked it up while he was here because well, we saw it in a box before. So yes. Well, that's the thing. Is this the same iteration? Remember, now with the multiverse, this could be a different variant of Daredevil. 
Yeah, we don't know. That's we, what I mean. We don't know. We don't know. But their little visual cue is like the fact, okay, his costume is different. And then when he shows up in the hallway and starts the hallway fight, the first thing I thought was, you know, season one of Daredevil when there's that hallway fight. And it's brutal. It is brutal. One of the best scenes out. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. So it's kind of like, you know, they show the bad guys on one side and he's on the other. And I'm like, hallway fight. This has to be a wink and a nudge to that hallway fight. But it's done differently. It's done more Disney-like. Now, that doesn't mean it's totally sanded down and completely softened the edges. I mean, he still gets a crossbow shot at him, which he dodges. And then the way he bounces his stick off the wall to hit the guy in the face and then has the other stick that has the chain in it. He's still badass, but they did, whereas the brutality in the Netflix Daredevil was at a easy, you know, 10. They turned the down dare, like the, It's not just that. It's like, like this, the actual Daredevil seems fairly happy. Oh, not yeah. quite, not quite, you know, the, the one in, you know, Matt Burdock and the other one is just, is brooding all the time. I mean, he's, you know, always upset. So, well, part of that might be the fact that this show is definitely lighter. And he's yeah. guesting on this show, so you're not going to totally bring it down to brooding level. What will nope. be the real nope. test? Well, he's going to be an echo as well, so he's got a lot yes. of work ahead of him. Right, and then obviously, yeah, we're going to see him in Echo, so that's going to be a test right there. And Echo, I think, is going to be darker. It's not going to have the same tone as She-Hulk, I can tell you that. Right, And then his fighting style is a little bit different. He, he almost flipped around more like Spider-Man. A little bit. And, this one, and then he does, you know, which, you know, a lot of the flipping around like, through the buildings and flipping, he did a lot of Spider-Man-esque moves, but which that is cool. Too, that, too, is more comics accurate. Right. Yeah, he's more acrobatic, I guess you could say, in the comics. Yes, way than, more acrobatic. Than, than he was on uh, the, the Netflix show, so that's cool. Yeah, the Netflix show is more, yes, he could, you know, dodge stuff because of the, you know. It's slightly more real world, right? Like, they just want to give it a little more grounded. Yes. I would say 100% the Netflix version of Daredevil is way more grounded. Um, I mean, he gets the shit kicked out of him almost every episode, but then they note, oh, he has a slight healing factor, which I don't think was true of the actual Daredevil comic book character, but okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, he gets the shit kicked out of him a lot in the Netflix show. Watch season three. Right, <sighs> but so, like I said, this is definitely a, a slightly. It's like it's Daredevil in soft focus instead, right? <laughs> but it's so, still Daredevil. So you know, all that stuff happens, and um, then you think the episode's over. Then she goes to the gala, right? Yes. So this is the second part, and she you know loses it because of uh, somebody hacked her phone, which we saw. I think in whatever the, the, the previous episode, um, the Namaste abomination, whatever episode. Yep. Um, shades of Carrie. Well, Shades of Hulk. He, no, 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 no. You know, the movie Carrie or the, oh, the yeah, book 100%. Carrie, she's the prom and everything goes wrong. And they all scared of her. Right. That yes. And she's in her dress and her prom is, you know, she does, she hulked out and scared everybody. It was an interesting that or Frankenstein or, you know, the same as Frankenstein where you lose it on stage and everybody runs away. There's 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 nods to to those uh, classics is what I'm saying. 100%. 100%. Um, 
was really surprised at how quickly the Department of Damage Control showed up. Like, yeah, she didn't even hulk out that bad. No, I would. I, I even dare to say she hulked out far worse the previous night fighting alongside Daredevil. Right. I mean, she's fighting with Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, she just picks up a car and tosses it. I'm like, I know you can do that, but you know. Who's getting billed for that car? Because I know if it was me and someone just picked up my car and threw it, I'd be like, hey, who's paying for my car? Right. Right. So, uh, but, I mean, what do you think is up next? It's only one episode left. It's the season finale. Yeah, I have no idea. Do you think it'll get renewed? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think because, so. I, don't, I don't know if it's a hit or not. I guess is what I'm asking. If people it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a hit. It's Disney. I mean, I think if nobody's watching it, they won't make it. I don't yeah, know but the that's the thing. Are. Yes, I know. I know you're not loving it, but I'm watching it. I don't hate it. I just, it's just you know. But that's the thing. You're watching it, so even though you don't like it, you're still watching it. So they get credit for that, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people are still watching it, though. I guess is what I'm saying. Right. I mean, the, the real question is, yes, if, if people don't like it enough, are they going to bother with the season two? I think there are. Um, like I said, it, it's not for everyone. And I kind of like that about the MCU now. Like the hardcore fans like me and, and you, we're pretty going to watch. We're going to watch pretty much anything. Okay. Right. Whether or not we like it all, it doesn't matter. We're going to watch it because we want to see how they're all inter- interconnected. Some of the more casual fans. They might not watch it, but they might watch Hawkeye instead, or they might watch something. They might watch Loki instead. So Marvel's big enough now that they don't need everyone to watch everything they do, right? And they can diversify like this. I guess what I'm saying is, if I go to the top ten of what's streaming right now, what people are watching, where do you think it falls? I think it gets a boost simply because it's so what, what your property. In the top ten, what number do you think it is? Eight. It's not even in the top 10. Oh, you actually know? Yeah. Where is it? It's not in the top 10. Oh. I don't even know where it's at. Oh. Number one is Andor. Number This is the week of as of October 1st. Okay, so basically last week's numbers, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Andor, something called Lou, which I don't know anything about. Never uh, heard of it. Uh, Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey wow. Dahmer story, which everybody I talk to is watching that, and I don't really want to watch that. Uh, yeah, four, I'm, I'm squeamish. I don't need to watch somebody that real shit. I don't, I don't, I never get into the true crime. Like that's a fucking bad dude. I don't even want to even. Yeah. It's horrible. That's not, it. yeah, that's not glorified. Yeah. Um, number four, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Makes number sense. five, House of the Dragon. Number six, Do Revenge, Netflix. Then Rick and Morty, Thor, Love and Thunder, Reboot, which is a TV show on Hulu and Father Stew on Netflix. Oh, Father's too. Not interested at all. So, okay. She-Hulk not even in the top 10. Don't know where it is, though. That's okay. It, it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't have to. I'm just curious. Um, but hopefully the last episode does well and it ends well and makes us want uh, something to happen. So um, what else? Anything else on She-Hulk? Because we got two more shows to talk about. I think we're good on She-Hulk. All right, cool. What do you want to do next? House? Let's do House. Let's do House. House of the Dragon. So you you have not seen episode seven yet, right? No, I, I am an episode behind, but... Oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> so are you still... Are you still six? Enjoying? Yes. Oh, damn it. Yeah. I, 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what do you think? You're still in it. You're still in it all the way. You're still digging. I'm still digging it, but obviously I'm only one episode in with the new cast or the new ladies. Right. Yep. And all I, and then maybe it'll change, but all I kept thinking was, I understand that they had to jump ahead in time like 10 years. They didn't have to. They chose to. Okay. Correct. I, they chose to right. move ahead 10 years. Because we don't. I, the reason I say that is I don't. I never read the book. I have no idea where the book goes. It's, I, I didn't read that one because I'm waiting for the sequel to the actual story and not some backstory thing. Um, so maybe <laughs> maybe they had to. I don't know. Maybe all I know is this is not a diss to the actresses that are in this, but I thought the two actresses in the first five six episodes yeah. were fucking fantastic. They were. They were very good. And, and you know what? And by the time you see the second one with them in it, you're like, you're all in on them too. They're, they do a great job. Um, do you know right. who's playing? Do you know who, the actress who's playing? Uh, um, oh my God. What's her name? The Queen. Um, yeah, she's from Ready Player One. Yeah. Yeah. Did I say that last time or no? Yeah. No, I, I, I happen to notice that. I, I, so her voice, so because, her voice, I'm like, who is that? I know that person. I know that voice and that face. I know it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's her up on, on the IMDb. Yep. So I looked it up because I was like, I know she looks familiar. So I pulled it up. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, she's great. Great, great, great. No, I'm still on. I, I apologize for being an episode behind. We tried to catch up, but, you know, being out of town this last weekend, we just, didn't have a chance to catch up. It's still a great show. I'm I'm sorry. We'll we can cover seven and eight next week. Um, but as far as through six, I'm enjoying it. The time jump's okay. I know it's a narrative choice, but all I can say is there are no happy endings in this show. Everyone's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be that way. Um, what do you think, Damon, with another wife gone? Yeah, it's the same thing that same thing that happened to his brother, right? He had to make the choice, and she made her own choice. She went to the dragon and and burned Which herself. makes you wonder, because, yeah, he didn't make the choice, did he? No, he had nothing. I don't think he wanted it to be that way. It just happened. Like, this is one I don't think he planned and wanted. It's not his fault. Like, he wasn't trying to get out of this marriage. He was basically decided to be content with his lot. Yeah, because, you know, in the first few episodes, he, you know, he's he wants to be the heir. He wants to be king. You know, he, he sets up... I mean, within the first two episodes, you're like, oh, he's setting up. There's going to be a civil war. I see it coming. And then none of that happened. And you're right. You see him now. And, you know, for whatever reason, he cut his hair really short in the last episode. Now, this episode in six or seven, I'll say, yes, well, six. Going back. I, I get it. It's been 10 years. He decided yeah. to grow it back. But you're right. All he wants to do is sit in the library and read now. He's like, uh, I'm pretty content. I'm good. Yeah. There's no reason to get into all of it. And then his wife. Go, so he thought he was going to have maybe a son or whatever, but uh, didn't work out. Um, no, we did not. And and you know, you have uh, Vagar the dragon take her out of her by her own command. How badass was that? She she's like, if we're both going to die, let's, yeah. let's do it now. Yeah, do it quickly. That was uh, badass. And now you have uh, we find out that Sir Kristen is now basically tied to Alicent. Queen Alicent. Yeah, what's going on there? Well, I mean, she has the one up on him, right? She she has his knowledge of what Rhaenyra and him did back in the day. Yeah, but also it's been ten years at this point in time. Like he has so much rage. He's like, dude, it's been ten years. Let it go. 
Right. Let it go. I mean, but she's also, Rhaenyra's also given, you know, has three boys, all of them with brown hair. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, it is so obvious who the father was immediately. Right. But, you know, they call it out. Or even Sir Christian does it when he's teaching the kids and basically beats the shit out. gets himself, you know, clearly. Um, uh, that guy, I mean, you could tell it was, I can't remember his name, but Harwin? Harwin. Yeah, that. Yeah. Head of the guard. Yeah. So, you know, in that little incident, uh, you know, basically tells him who he is, what what's happened. And they send him away and what happens to that little weasel brother of his has his, his dad and his brother killed. Yeah. What the hell? I mean, I get that I, the guy has a cane and he's been crippled and that's horrible, but has his brother burned? Oh yeah. He's a, he is the weasel weasel of the whole show. I mean, he is weasel his way in. Now he's a Lord and, um, uh, he also basically is the drug. Now he has one up on Allison, right? Yeah, and the way she's like, I didn't tell you to do that. Mm-hmm. Kind of you did, so I did it. Yeah, but now he has her, right? Oh, yeah. He, he's uh, uh, the devil, so to speak. You know, you made a deal with, and uh, now she's kind of tied to him. Oh, yeah, she's screwed. She's screwed. And I can't tell you much more because... That's basically it. <laughs> we'll cover seven and eight next week. Yeah, and a lot happens in seven, so you'll have to you'll have to watch it soon as it's really good. Yeah, really there, there hasn't been an episode I disliked. I I love the intrigue. I love the backstabbing. I love the you know machinations of everything that's going on. I'm thoroughly enjoying the show. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, very very good show. All right, let's move on to Andor. Uh, we had episode four, Correct. five. Both. Yeah. Four and five, right. Um, boy, I mean, I love this show. I, I, will criti- I will criticize it when we get down to it. Um, no, I mean, the show is very good. It's, it's, it is an HBO-style Game of Thrones Star Wars. It's, it's yes. full character. It's full, uh, you know, um, really dives into their life, which is great. I mean, uh the the scene so in episode 4 Aldani i mean when when you take it takes place where it, it picks up right where episode 3 left off all of these do that um and they're in the ship and uh you know basically uh Luthen uh recruits him in that particular by paying him and gives him a kyber crystal anyways he gets all that but when he goes down when when they land on uh, um Aldani and they meet in in Luthen goes and talks to, uh, oh, what's her name? Vel? Vel. Yes. Who's my new favorite character in Star Wars right now? <laughs> She's awesome. I dig her a lot. Um, but there's a scene with with Luthen and, and Vel at the beginning where he's trying to get her attention and he just goes, listen to me. I jumped. Michelle jumped. It's like, like your dad. Like he just stopped everything and yeah. my god is he a good actor fantastic he just pulls you in at that moment and just tells how important everything is if you want to be a leader this is what it takes blah 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 and he was just amazing and then when he's all said and done he gets back in his ship to go back and he turns into the other luthan that sells the artwork and the way he puts the clothes on and he has to kind of like get himself into that character 
fucking great acting. I hope he gets a. I hope he gets some kind of recognition for for this role. I, I know it's a Star Wars thing, and he probably won't because it's a Star Wars thing. But right. it's really fucking great role, and Alexander Skarsgård's killing it. He is because just like you said, who he really is is you know the the secret rebellion guy. That's who he right. is. Right. Just like you said, it was like he was putting on a costume and putting on an identity. And even the way he kind of like sighed as he did it, you're like, he's going, he's going back into hiding. He's putting on the mask now. Right. And he's getting tired of putting on the mask. Right. Fantastic. It's a really good show. Um, Good episode. This last episode was, you know, they they all kind of have themes, you know, it's this, this one, the X forgets. Uh, I mean, we can actually, why don't we finish with Eldani? Uh, Mon Mothma. Got a got a got a kind of a dick husband, right? Or he just wants to he just wants to he's living the imperial life, I guess is what I'm saying. He's like, what's the problem? You know, why does everything have to be so boring and sad with you? Right. <laughs> you know, with um, first we didn't know she had a husband. Uh, we also find out in the next episode she has a kid. Yeah, they're uh, both dicks. Yeah, they're both dicks. They're living <laughs> the life. They like the life they're living. Right, and that's the thing. They they're comfortable and they don't have to see the oppression that's going on around the galaxy, but cause they're, they're having a good life and things are good for them. So who cares? Fuck them. Right. 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 And how about Karn, that poor dude? Like you can see him leave. Like he's all about status. Right. Cause he was like fixing his uniform to be just a little more snug to fit correctly. And now you can see that it, it, what this show does is if you really watch the subtle cues, uh, that's really fantastic storytelling. It's like, you know, he gets in it and he's in the elevator and he's going down, 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 down into, into back to mom. Like he is just beaten down in his mom slaps him and then hugs him, brings him to the door. And that's all we kind of know at that particular point. Uh, but he's, he's lost. He's done. <laughs> uh, so, you know, good, good episode four is really good. I mean, they're really good episodes. Uh, they're good, but I, I would, I would say this. When something finally like happens, like big, I'm gonna, you can safely say the show is a slow burn. Yeah, I think we're getting to that, but if nothing big happens, it's just slow. Which I'm not going to judge the show yet. I think it is leading to something huge, and thus I'm okay with calling it a slow burn now. But that's well, what it is. It's building these characters. It's building it, these relationships. It's three episode arcs for each. So we this arc that's coming up should come to a conclusion. So every middle episode is going to be like the next episode uh, a little unfulfilling, right? Cause we had our three episode arc for one, two, three was build up, build up. And then the big escape, the big fight and the escape and get away. Right. That's right. so the next one should be the heist. It should be a big one. Yep. Um, and then we'll start a new arc from there. But uh, anything else on the Aldani episode, meeting the new group of people, those guys were interesting. I will say this. I was very surprised to see cousin. I know. I was like, yes. The bear. He just came out of the kitchen and went over there. That guy's a good actor, man. Oh my God. He's fantastic. Yeah. He steals the scenes too. He's very like, he means a way of making you, he's a way of making you feel uncomfortable just by looking. Yeah. God, he's so good at that. I think his first name is even. Yeah. He's really good. He's having a year. I don't know. I don't know. Out of nowhere, he's coming out of nowhere, and just this guy's. Well, yeah, he's it. he's on the bear, plays a great 
asshole. But he's a lovable asshole. Like you cheer for him. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, by the time you at the end and you figure out that he's basically alone, his best friend killed himself, and you know he's been running this place. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. I mean, not that this is about the bear, but no, I know. I, I 100% agree. I never hate him. I guess is what I'm saying. He's an asshole, but you don't hate him. Hate him. I don't hate him. But he's 100% asshole on the bear. But yeah. yes, you do find out. You're right. His best friend killed himself. Uh, he's already gone through a divorce. Yeah, he doesn't know who to talk to. He doesn't even know how to express himself. The restaurant is literally all he has left. Right. Anyways, so, not that podcast. Correct. But, uh, but to see him in this show, I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Breakout. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. And it comes, which is a nice lead into uh, the next episode called The Axe Forgets, uh, which is an interesting line in the show. Uh, the tree remembers while the axe forgets, right? Right. Um, this show, this show is all about do you, how do you build trust on a team, right? And nobody trusts Clem and or you know or Andor, you call it, and they worked their way through it, uh, at least enough to get to the to the the uh, mission at the end. But uh, is a lot of back and forth, a lot of back and forth uh, between the characters. Yeah, uh, but there were lots of. I mean, yes, we all know as the audience that Cassian is a mercenary. Right. But there's so many things that, you know, show that putting him in the spot was the right choice because he does know he is a natural leader. He may not think it himself quite yet, but like the little things he says, like uh, he should be in the outside. Why? Because he's left-handed. Well, what am I? You're right-handed. What about her? She's right-handed. What yeah. Right-handed? That was a great scene. He oh my God. He picked so up good. everybody right away and like, whoa. Yeah. yeah, he's pegged everyone, and he noticed all these things. I mean, he's just that good. Right. And he's telling him, like, you don't know how to – I'll fly it. <laughs> I'll fly the things. You don't even know how to get it unhooked with that. What would you do without me, you know? They're starting to realize – she's starting to – Vel's starting to realize how right Luthen was. Yeah, because they could have definitely got in there, but then they'd be trapped because they couldn't get off with the ship. Yeah. And he's like, you guys don't even know this? What were you planning <laughs> to do without me? Like you'd right. all be dead. Right. Right, right. Another great scene in this was, um, I didn't catch, uh, Lieutenant uh, Gorn. Gorn, yep. The, 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 the double agent guy, the guy who was actually in the Empire. Yeah. The, the scene where they show him where he's, you know, ordering basically, I want this catwalk painted and I want this all fixed. And then his subordinates are like, sir, uh, you know, being, being assigned to Aldani is a shit job basically it's a terrible post the only thing that is worth looking forward to is the eye when it happens so they both ask him can we run a skeleton crew inside it's the only thing that's going to help morale just the way he orchestrated that whole thing to make it his subordinates idea right like he's being gracious when really that's what he wanted to happen exactly which means he gets the empire he knows how the empire works Right. He can be that asshole empirical officer. Right. It was a fantastic scene because it showed how smart he is. What I like about this episode, too, is how everybody almost came to be, you know. Uh, they kind of talked about what, you know, their backstory. And uh, um, I'm trying to remember his name from the bear on the show. I I, just, I, I, I know he had a name, but I kept thinking. No, Skeen. 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 
Yeah, I'm looking at the Wikipedia, so I don't know this by heart, guys. Uh, Skeen. Um, finally tells him a story about his brother losing his farm, basically, and killing himself or got, got killed by the Empire or whatever. Um, and that's about as close as two apologies you're going to get. <laughs> and and Andrew's like, it's fine by me. All good by me. Well, uh, even the scene before that, so when he puts the knife to Andrew's throat. That was huge, right. Huge, but the way Andor, Clem, as they know him, call you know, he's like, listen, you're all scared. If you want to call this off, make that decision. That's your decision. Don't but blame me. Don't right. use me as your excuse. Yeah, I'm not the scapegoat here. Right. It worked. Right. I mean, he came around and said, I, yeah, I'm a mercenary. I'm doing it for money. So what? I know what I'm doing. Right, right. Which helped out everyone, I think. The end. And it helped, you know, he's going to turn. You know, he eventually goes into the rebellion because, you know, we know his heart. We know Andor's heart. Right. He's a true believer eventually, but right to start, he's not. But he still doesn't mean he doesn't know what he's doing. doesn't mean he's uh, not going to do the job, right? Right. Everyone right. has their own impetus. For some people, it's the rebellion. For him, it was money this time. Right. So, so are you liking the show? Yeah, I like it. I love that it's it's different. I, I love that it's not exactly what I expected. I expected maybe a little bit more flash at this point, but I'm okay with not because, like you said, this is very much like a Game of Thrones. More, it's in a more adult Star Wars is what it is. For sure. By adult, I mean it's not overly grim, but it is darker. It does make the Empire nefarious in a different way. It's not... Well, not the Empire's part of it, like learning everybody climbing their ladder, backstabbing, and you know that kind of shit's going to happen in there. Yeah, I love that part, but you know, um, you know, Lucas in the original trilogy, the Empire is almost you know a mustache twirling villain, right? Yeah, a little more than that, but yeah, I know, but there are more than that, but you know, he, but he was taken, you know, obviously from the old serials, you know, yep. these are the bad guys, and everyone knows they're the bad guys, yeah, and. Now you're kind of seeing, yeah, there, it's darker yet. And we've seen this before in some other adaptations of Star Wars, but this is, this is a grit that I'm okay with, you know, seeing how almost uh, indifferent yeah. the Empire is to anyone but their own cause. Right. Well, what about, what I liked about, well, speaking of the Empire side of it, uh, at the beginning of episode four, Aldani, where the, the ISB meeting and that guy that's kind of the head of the table, if you really listen to the language, I don't have all the, like, I can't remember all the words, but basically he asked one of the people what's going on in some area. And he says, you know, all the, it's all fine, blah, 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 blah. And, he, and the words they use, like, and, and the displays, where are we storing them? Like, like, you know what I mean? It, the, the the humanity taken out of all the words is ex- everything the empire is. It's basically just. Yeah, I agree. But that guy who plays that leader, phenomenal. Oh, he's such a dick. He, I love he, him. But he but his words are very carefully chosen. Like if it's really, I mean, it's great writing, great character. It's really subtle stuff. Star Wars just isn't subtle, and that's the difference in this show. Um, that I think it might be tough for some people now. Here's my criticism of the show, and it's it's a bit. Where's the fucking aliens, man? It's all everybody's yeah. a human. There, where's there's not one like alien walking around. 
Like, why can't see, one of the... We did see a few in the first three episodes, yeah. Yeah, but, like, in this main... Like, why couldn't somebody on the crew be a, a Greedo or something? Why does it have to be all humans? Why There's a lot of people in the Rebellion. You make a good point. In fact, they make a point of that fact that you see more aliens in the Rebellion because the Empire is racist. Right. They're, they're fascists. Yeah. They're 100% fascists. They are space Nazis, pretty much. Right. And that's why they're all human. So it's missing a huge element for me. Huge. The aliens. So it's a big miss. It's that it's, it's feeling if you took a few things away, this wouldn't be star Wars at all. You know, you make a good point. I hadn't even considered that, but you're right. There should be aliens. Now, admittedly, this is not yet. Right. Well, it's not over, but also this is a very small team. Yep. But that said, one of them could have well, been different. Exactly. I don't disagree with you. I mean, there were you know, four he, humans. There were four humans and a walking dog in the first movie. I, I, I hear you. <laughs> right? Even in the Mandalorian, right? There's, you know, right. every other character is an alien, right? You right. Know, and, same with Boba Fett. Aliens right. everywhere. That's what makes it Star Wars. I mean, when when you're a kid and you first see this cantina scene, you're like, "This is the coolest fucking thing ever!" Look at all these creatures. You know, no creatures. They had, they had space goats. <laughs> they did. <laughs> But I want, like, as a character, like, as somebody that could have been throughout this whole thing, um, I think it's a miss. I think it's a miss. I think it's a miss. I might be being cheap. I don't know. Or or whatever. I, th- I think it's a miss. It uh, is cheaper. I mean, that's, that said, you know, we, we've both noted the acting is phenomenal. It's great. It makes sense not to see aliens as part of the Empire. But you're right. It is a miss uh, to not have any in the Rebellion. Yeah, I mean, listen, I want people to understand that like, I'm, I'm uh, biased towards Star Wars stuff, but I will criticize it. It's it, That's a mess. I think it needs a little bit more humor, too. Just a little well, bit. Well, let me Star throw Wars this stuff. out there. Remember, this is all about the birth of the Rebellion. So, whereas so far, like in all these other planets that we've seen, like where, you know, Andor came from, I can't remember the name of the planet, but these are all backwaters where, you know, the yeah. dregs of society are just trying to get by, and it's everyone, aliens, humans, everyone, all just trying to get together. Whereas the Rebellion, as we know, this show is about the birth of the Rebellion and all these disparate factions that decide to join up and ultimately leads to Rogue One. Maybe that's maybe that has been a choice. These are all human members of the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. And then as they start to link up, we're going to meet other aliens. And that's where more of that cross-pollination is going to come. Maybe. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's, Again, we, there's 12 episodes here. We're not even halfway through yet. I understand. But like I said, so I, I do see your criticism. I'm just playing devil's advocate. That, that might be by design. Yeah, it might be. It, it totally could be. Um, I mean, they could have had a Twilight or something that's easier to do. I don't know. I know, but like I said, now if we get to the point where we see the rebellion forming and there's still not many aliens, then yes, it's a hundred percent missed opportunity. Yeah, and I think they could bring a little more. Not, I'm not saying jokes, but just some more levity, a little more this, like the K2SO kind of stuff that's in Rogue One. Well, we obviously know K2SO is not in this season. No, but that kind of humor, that kind of. No, no, I know, I know, I know, but. I'm hoping for a season two and hoping that we get to see Alan. Well, well, there is a season two and he is going to be in it. That's confirmed. Okay, good. Then, then I'm happy. Yeah, that that's actually confirmed. Now, but, I think I said his name is Tudyk. I always want to say Tudyk, but it's Tudyk. <laughs> nice. Uh, so anyways, 
um, not much happens really. The, 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 I guess another criticism I guess I could say is that between four and five, the, the story doesn't really move any forward other than now they're going to do the thing. Well, you know, the funny thing is, so I remember watching the episode and they, go, and they get up to leave to start, you know, heading towards the base. I'm like, okay, there's, you know, 15 minutes left in this episode. The heist is finally going to happen. And then it's still just slowly ground and ground. And then the episode ended. And I was like, 15 minutes later, I was like, okay, so the heist is definitely next episode. But what you said is right, is that you're right. They're writing these in three story arcs. Yeah. That was the end of act two of this, this set. So, um, it was interesting because they went back to Luthen at the end of the episode. And he's just like, doesn't know what to do. He's getting a waiting by the radio. Uh, yeah. And if you look, if you look, I found uh, there's some Easter eggs and there's always an Easter egg in Luthen's area. If you look in that scene uh, in the upper right corner of his area are the three stones from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, shut up. I didn't even notice. Yeah. I'm going to go look again. That's fantastic. There's all kind of Easter eggs. Like if you take, I mean, you can go through and find them all. There's a ton. But oh, all Luke, I mean, Luke and the cereal. Oh, that's right. We didn't talk about Karn having a cereal with his mom as she just berates him. And she's going to call, <laughs> she's going to call uncle Harlow, which what is this? Is this like some like mob family or something like going to get him into the family business? Yeah. What's going like, on? Where's this? So Michelle was, had a great idea when we were talking about this, uh, when we were driving home the other day is that, the girl, the, the woman, well, I shouldn't say the woman that's in the empire that's trying to build her status, so to speak. Yeah. I think she's going to recruit Karn. Yeah. She's going to go there. I mean, and pick and pull him in. And uh, 100% that, yeah, he's going to, he's definitely going to become a member of the empire. No question there. But, or could he be a rebel since his whole know. life was changed? We don't know. How do you know? His whole, they took everything away from him, right? I worked for this thing and the empire took it all away from me. What if what if Uncle Harlow was Luthen? We don't know. If, if that happens, I'll be very surprised. I am convinced he's going to be a he, – he looks too much – like when he was all in his, you know, like you said, his tailored, you know, uniform. Oh, oh I know. But he looks 100% Empire. It could be a switch, though. could be a bait and switch. If they do that, I'll be pleasantly surprised. But, I mean, she, she – I mean, let's, let's not – I mean, she's smart, not his mom, the the uh, lieutenant or whatever. She's very smart. She goes, oh, look at all these random things. And she's like, well, that's how I would do it. Exactly. And she's super smart. It turns out, yeah, losing that piece of Empire tech mm-hmm. is probably going to be a little bit of the undoing, not of the rebellion, but it's going to bring the Empire much closer than they want. Right. They'll probably lose some people. Right. But that's the thing, too, I like about this show. Yes, there's the main thing going on with Andor. What's going on with this guy and his mom? And what's going on with the Empire here? There are little teeny things that eventually, I think, by episode 12, are all going to be intertwined in a very complex and dangerous way. Oh, one thing I wanted to bring up. um, These are things that hit me as we talk. You know when at the beginning of episode five, I can't remember, the the, the young kid, the the real passionate one who's a pure rebel, you know, and he's trying to teach him this analog tech. Yes. In that thing, he's like, you know, you lose freedoms every day by these this technology. Like, what a commentary on today and all of us. He's like, you lose a little 100%. bit of this, a little bit, and like, you can't even you can fix this one yourself. It's yours. You're not. You're free. You don't have to worry about uh, the digital side where you can't. You know, only Empire tools can fix it or whatever. Um, interesting commentary on our own life, uh, our own world. Oh, yeah. I thought that was brilliant, brilliant, brilliant writing there. 
Um, really, really liked it. Uh, I agree. I think it. So Mon Mantha's Mon Mantha's Mon Mothma's daughter, a little bitchy. Do you think? Do you think she's going to end up divorced and lose her family over the rebellion? So she's going to lose everything too. I don't know. I I mean, it's hard to say because we only see basically just her in Rogue One, and we see just her in. I mean, we're getting way more story. I mean, she had what like two minutes tired screen time between those movies. Right. So she's getting way more screen time now. So it's interesting to find out who she is as a character, but she's she definitely not in love with her husband. Right. That is definitely yeah. a loveless marriage. Right. So, all right. Well, I'm, I mean, I think we've covered most things. Anything else you want to say on, on Andor? No, I, I'm enjoying it. It's, it, yeah, it's one of my. I'm I'm loving it as a Star Wars show. I love that it's completely different. I'm just repeating myself now, but I'm yeah. in. I do too. I want them to bring some Star Wars stuff into it, though. I, I need a little more. I need I need some creatures. I need a little bit of fun. Uh, could come. We'll see. Just I'm, I'm okay with some creatures. I but I'm I have to admit I'm okay with there being no force at all. Not force, just through character development. Like maybe Skeener is could be a little you know whatever. I'm happy to see no Jedi or Sith right now. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I don't need that. I don't need that. Right. Just, yeah. So, all right. Well, that will do it for this week's episode. Michael, let people know how they can tell us what they think of the shows that we talked about. Yeah. Well, and what are your yeah, thoughts? Let us know on Instagram or Twitter. You can find us at Kybercast or Facebook is More Your Jam. We have both a page and a group at the Kybercast. And uh, make sure to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash kybercast. We just throw something in the tip jar. And if you really want to help out the show, smash that subscribe button on all your favorite podcatchers. Uh, tell your friends that they, where they can find us, whether it's, you know, like I said, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the good players. We are typically there. Uh, or send them to our website or check out our website. You can listen to any episode there. They're streaming at kybercast.com where you can also find some KyberCast swag. So uh, for Michael and I, it looks like that's going to do it for this week. Next week, again, we're probably going to talk about all three things again because that's what's happening right now. And maybe some werewolf action if Michael has the guts to watch it. Well, we will be definitely be talking about the She-Hulk finale, which is next week. Exactly. So until uh, next week, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.